Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Ian Healy uh, joins us in the studio. Great to see you, Heels. Uh, thanks, Shirley. You too, mate. Great to have you. Uh, we're talking about, to Jared about the cricket before and the, the noticeable difference in Steve Smith's Batting mm. style that was pronounced last night. It's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, like it? F- for a well, I haven't seen a whole lot of it. I didn't see much. Just, just some highlights this morning. Uh, yeah, I do. Stability is always important, and the least amount of moving parts you can have, the better. And he, as we know, he's had a lot of moving parts and mastered <laughs> that. But he still wants to improve, so it's a great sign. They're a bit kooky batsmen, aren't they? They're always they working be, on something. And yeah. you, who was the kookiest in your day? Um, uh, Warney. <laughs> Warney had for had the most number of bats per run scored of anyone in the history of the game. Um, but you know the other batsmen of ours, Ricky Ponting, very basic, not not really worried about much. Mark Warne, not really worried about much. Stephen doesn't worry. So we, Dino would have been the most fanatical about his bats and his equipment and what he's going to try in the match. Disappointing T20 World Cup for Australia. Bigger picture, where do you see this team in all forms of the game being in two to three years' time? Are you seeing enough quality coming? We've got pretty good bowling stops. See enough quality coming through, particularly with batters, that uh, we're going to be in good shape when this next, this current generation is sort of gone? Mm. Uh, I th- yes, is the answer. Uh, our talent and um, our certainly our investment in cricket and talent has, is big. Um, we've got um, a wonderful opportunity in Australia because we're well supported by broadcasts and sponsors and stuff like that to keep developing talent. So I think we, we're in good shape with talent, but the talent gets you only so far. Mm. We've got to have attitude and we've got to really uh, fall in love with our public again. You know, and vice versa. Why but, do you think the public's not in love with this cricket team? Uh, well, right I'm now? not sure. I, I'm, I don't, you know, maybe we don't win hard enough. We don't fight hard enough when the chips are down. Where, you know, it's there. there's less empathy for the players now because of their earnings. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing we've got to deal with. So when we're dealing with that lack of empathy, we need to re-engage with the public better than we have. I only just um, sort of put out there a bit of a theory, pop-up visits. Just just lob in places. You know, three or four of the cricketers turn up at the best Friday bar, the Friday afternoon bar, just so they can be there and and tolerate selfies for an hour and go. Mm. And, you know, things like that. We've got to to surprise again and we've got to get out and – outside of our team and do things that are good for the sport much more. Simon O'Donnell was on brec- been on breakfast and he said, I think it was last week, that he believes that the manner of Justin Langer's departure has hurt a little bit in the eyes of the Australian public who, A, thought he was doing a good job and B, he's a pretty popular figure in Australian cricket. Yes, and that followed up the good work he'd done after Sandpaper, the disaster of Sandpaper Gate. The public were way offside, just starting to get back onside and some senior players and the the short-form captain wanted the coach gone and got him. Mm. So, yeah, that, that seemed to be quite a disconnected process between players, coach and board. Um, and that was disillusioning for the public. So yeah, we've got to we've got to make some strong comments and strong messages and engage back with our public. We got the coaching set up right, having 
one coach across three forms? No, I don't think so. But that's what um, uh, Ronnie McDonald wanted. Um, but he'll rotate. His coaching staff, Michael DiVenuto, could take a tour, whether it's a short or a long mm-hmm. tour. There's not many T20 games internationally. There's more when you lead up to a World Cup and then the World Cup. Same for one day. As we, there'll be more in the year in the lead up to one to a one-day World Cup. Um, I think white ball, red ball is the delineation that sh- should be right. Um, but that's for Andrew to work out. Now, I think Andrew might already have worked out the difference between franchise coaching yep. and national team coaching mm-hmm. be- because they they didn't get it right in the World Cup. They, they treated that like a franchise tournament, uh, not uh, a tournament that was a real prize for the esteem of our country. It's, yeah, so I heard him the other day with Jared, and he said, you know, he sort of denied the players weren't, up for it and realised the significance of on home soil. He sort of denied there was fatigue, even though Aaron Finch suggested there was some fatigue. Do you believe that or did you see enough signs that maybe they, they, they weren't up for it enough and they looked a bit tired? Oh, heaps of signs. There, there were heaps of signs. The The preparation was p- pathetic, I would say. I don't know where it stem emanated from. You, you know, these schedules get put in place two years ago. So now we should be looking, Andrew McDonald should be looking at the schedule two two years down the track, making sure that our, our lead-ups to important series are exactly what he wants. They, they played in Townsville against Zimbabwe, Cairns against uh, New Zealand. Then they went to India for a week, and then they came back and played England in Perth, followed by Canberra. That that is hopeless. It's way too much before a very special T Twenty World Cup. So uh, did they take for granted that they could defend that tournament much much easier than it turned out? Probably. So they drifted. They drifted into that with way too many games under their belts. Got any concerns if Cam Green plays IPL? Oh uh, yeah, but you're not going to stop him. No, you not know, for that he, money. He looked good last night, mm-hmm. didn't he? He started to hit some really nice shots. No, uh, I've got no concerns. We we've got to, my concern is Marcus Stoinis not bowling enough, and when he does, he gets injured, and then doesn't bat enough, and Mitch Marsh not bowling. If we can get all those weapons mm. together, Cameron, we might have cover if Cameron Green does get injured at the IPL or or whatever. But no, I I you know I've got concerns all the time with players filling their two months holiday period in with more cricket, but uh, you know I'd be doing it too, I guess. Yeah, well, for the money. Uh, yeah. The ODI setup looks like only one of Stark or Hazelwood's going to be in that best 11 come next year's World Cup. Who's got their nose in front, do you think? No one. No one. They're, they're dead, dead heating. Who, who was that? Stark and Hazelwood. Hazelwood, yeah. Oh, you know, uh, keep just keep working on it. Both men should really try to strive. That's it. Josh Hazelwood got himself into the one-day team with great performances 18 months ago, and he's been the best in our T20. Mm. So so both men, if they fire, they're going to be in the 11th. They'll find their way for them. Sean Abbott's always nipping away there, and, so, and injuries will play a part you know, within a year. So not sure. that To me, Stark should be in front, but they don't seem very convinced with what he's producing at the moment. They, well, they thought they could afford to drop him in T20 when we needed wickets against Afghanistan. Give me a break. That was staggering. So, anyway, he's back now, and uh, he's got a chance to make sure no one ever talks about him missing out on the 11 again. How long are you in sunny Melbourne for? Just today. Uh, Merv Hughes is out the front, ready to pick oh. me up and take me home to his joint again. I slept there last night, and we've got a lunch for Footscray Cricket Club, and then I'm moving on to Adelaide where we've got a group of Queensland cricket supporters 
um, down in Adelaide for the weekend and uh, we'll watch tomorrow, uh, Sunday's first day's play of a Shield match, uh, Queensland, South Australia, with that group and go home Monday. Beautiful. Well, thanks for popping into the studio, Heels. We can't leave Merv waiting. No. Uh, so we'll let you go. <laughs> Very good, Jules. Go on your Heels. Great to see you.